0: another edition of the Immaculate podcast i'm john west and laughing at me sitting across from me <laughs> is our youth minister diane rastalin diane what up not much what's up with you john so full disclosure <laughs> diane <laughs> really literally before we started she's like well i've never even listened to a podcast so we'll see how this goes this is i guess technically a millennium millennial podcast so you're not really fitting the millennial stereotype right now
1: I know, what can I say? I like to break the mold.
0: You break the mold, indeed. We go really far back, too, by the way. All the way back to my my baby days in high school. Yeah, like
1: almost the millennium. I know. (laughs) Did we meet prior to 2000? No, because I wouldn't have been in high school then, so I don't think
0: so. Oh, yeah, that's true. Darn. Yeah, I was going to say, I graduated (laughs) the fifth grade in 2000. The reason I remember that is because we had, like, t-shirts that everyone signed, and you signed within the numbers when you're graduating. It was 2000.
1: So it was just this big zero, kind of like you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? I need someone like Diane in my life because she like cuts me down enough where it's like humbling.
1: I teach you humility. I do that for a lot of people.
0: Yeah. Particularly our youth, which brings us to youth ministry. Segways. <laughs> segues. I'm just zipping around in a segway in this office. There you go. Uh, so you're our youth minister. Yes, uh, I am. I mean, I've pretty much ever since I've known you, you've been a part of youth ministry in some way. Yeah. Um, did you always know that youth ministry was what you were going to be doing?
1: I mean, always, no. I mean, for a long time, though, Probably since my senior year in high school. I uh, I really was, I was raised like a creaster. So, you know, that's the fancy term for you just go to church on Christmas and Easter. So until I went on my confirmation retreat um, back in high school. So, you know, early days of the millennium. Um, so I, that like changed my life. I got really involved in church and I had planned when I started visiting colleges to major in math and history because I was just good at those subjects Then all of a sudden I stopped my senior year and I was going to Bennett Academy at the time and thinking what could I do for the rest of my life and not get bored with it? And I was like, well, I like hanging out at church, and I really enjoy youth ministry stuff, so let's just do that, you know? So that's that's really what led me to doing ministry. So I've known since about 2004, so it's been a while.
0: Yeah, and you didn't sacrifice any money by <laughs> going into ministry
1: based on math and yeah, history. That's, that's very true. <laughs> those aren't necessarily going to lead directly to high-paying jobs, so... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's funny. Youth ministry is one of those things that people do not do it for the money at all. No,
1: no, no. It's definitely not a, a high paying job but it's, and there's moments where you, you're you just exhausted and you, you want to tear your hair out but there's moments that are just so rewarding when you see a teen's life change that the money and everything else doesn't really matter. So,
0: I think what always strikes me about youth ministry when I look at I've seen a lot of different youth ministers we obviously grew up uh over at St. Rayfield down in Naperville and uh Barry O'Donnell was our youth minister growing up and he was a very particular personality and ever like throughout my faith journey I've seen so many different youth ministers and they're all very different personality wise and like you are not an exception to that at all
1: no definitely not (laughs) like you
0: I would classify you as someone who's like a little rougher around the edges yeah but I think like that works for you so well yeah Like, how do you think the, like, students respond to you, like, when they first meet you?
1: You know, I think that, you know, yeah, I'm a rougher, around-the-edge person, and sometimes that gets me in a little bit of trouble, even with teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) Just just sometimes. It gets me more in trouble with bosses and people I work with than with (laughs) teens, usually. So, but I think that to be a youth minister, you just got to know who you are is the biggest thing, and embrace who you are as a youth minister and how you relate to teens. And what's great about you know, working with other youth ministers as you see the other gifts that they bring too. Um, and so that's why collaboration is wonderful because yeah. the teens that I reach, there's going to be another youth minister who can reach other teens, you know. So I think that your personality, as long as you're sure of who you are and you stick to who you are, you're going to reach the teens. And the teens sometimes think I'm totally crazy, but especially with like middle schoolers, that really works. Well, that's you know?
0: a very particular vocation I think in general it seems like everyone you talk to is like oh the, the middle school kids like how to how do what do we even do with middle school kids <laughs> like man they're... I
1: I thought that going into you know when I first got my first youth ministry job like nine years ago I thought oh I'm gonna hate I just had to do middle schoolers because it was part of the job description and I went in and I love middle schoolers like they haven't quite developed this sense of arrogance that some high schoolers might have sometimes and they're still inquisitive like they still want to ask the hard questions and are interested in learning and and soak stuff up and they're still you know far more respectful of of adults and stuff like that so i actually really like middle schoolers too it's crazy i know
0: it's funny because you mentioned that a little bit on a mission trip that we went on so uh i was an adult volunteer for you because you were desperately low on male (laughs) chaperones and so we went to uh davenport iowa over the summer with a group of junior high age kids i think it was between sixth and eighth grade Mm -hmm. and yeah that was something you mentioned right off the top and you were like look they just haven't gotten jaded yet yeah it was something that they they still had some kind of purity to them in terms of like they haven't gotten bogged down in having every life just be a personality contest yeah. more or less yeah
1: yeah no and it's totally true i mean middle schoolers are an amazing age but you got to get past some of the drama and the hormonal changes oh, that come sure. with it you know but if you can look past that and see at the core that they're still really moldable and still really good innocent kids um they're awesome to work with
0: obviously certain individuals are destined to work with particular age groups mm-hmm. like clearly when you look at an elementary school teacher versus like someone who's teaching high school, like the way they interact with students is completely differently. Yeah. Um, Do you think there is something to the, hmm, let me rephrase that. Would you say that anyone can interact with students or do you think it's something that's like very particular to the person?
1: I think anyone can interact with the students. The key to working, especially with Teenagers and high schoolers is that you have to care about learning about them and showing that you're interested in them. So you don't have to be funny. You don't have to be cool. You don't have to be athletic. You know, all those things might help in certain ways, but the most important part is caring about them and caring about getting to know them. Because if they see that you care and you want to enter into their world, then they're going to embrace you, um, even if you're different or whatever, and you're going to reach a certain kind of kid. That's why it's so important to have volunteers is because no volunteer or person can reach every single kid, you know, and that's why youth ministry is not a solitary endeavor. I think that
0: also goes back to what you were saying about an individual's personality too. Like going to respond to you if you're authentic Mm -hmm. and that authenticity needs to come out of you. And not even just like with kids, just like in ministry in general, like if you're not an authentic person in real life, like people aren't going to respect you like in the same way, I don't think.
1: Yeah. And Gen Zers see right through the fakeness. Like they don't even want people when it comes to ministry, they don't want people who act like they've got it all together and all figured out. They want people who are real down in the dirt with them, say like, I'm a real person. I struggle sometimes. I have doubts sometimes. I've not always been perfect, but this is how God has changed my life. Like, that's what the this new generation, you know, the generation after us really wants.
0: Yeah, because I think, I, think I, I, I kind of agree with you. I think anyone can be good with teens mm-hmm. or kids. It's kind of sad, though, because a lot of times the youth of our parish are kind of like, like, we kind of say the millennial generation gets pushed off to the side, and I mm-hmm. think that's part of why why we're here because like our our voices need to be heard but i get a little concerned sometimes about the group even below us yeah um because anything this was probably true even when we were in school like there's the youth and the adults kind of run the adult world and then they're like well they you know they're they're doing their thing Mm -hmm. like let's just kind of leave them off to do their thing
1: yeah yeah youth ministry often in a church becomes a silo that's sort of all to itself it has their own activities and the church doesn't necessarily always embrace it not even purposely but um you know fortunately when it comes to fundraising and stuff like that churches are often very supportive of youth but when it comes to being involved and feeling connected to the youth there's often a separation there
0: yeah it's funny cuz uh, even when we when we were in school we were so fortunate that we had an adult core that was like insanely solid yeah. Looking back on it now, because I did Totus us uh, two summers ago. And so you, part of Totus us is you go from parish to parish, uh, and you kind of lead their youth in like a camp-style yeah, yeah. style summer program. And I remember talking about this with one of the teammates that I had on my team. I was just like, w- "We," I was so lucky I didn't even realize it Yeah. at the time. There were just incredible adults that maybe they didn't necessarily have – i think our our adults definitely did have their lives in check and everything and they were functional and very bright and very intelligent but they cared about us so much yeah like i can't even understate how crucial that was and like it's one of those things like when you're doing it in the moment you don't realize it yeah it's very true but then when you're an adult you're like holy cow like You remember, like, something one of those adults said to you, and you're like, man, that, like, stuck with me for a long time.
1: Yeah, and you look at those adults, and there's not one characteristic that made them the same, except for that they cared about us. Right. You know, each one of those adults was so unique and brought something so different to the table, and so really... The, the thing that they tell us in youth ministry is that we shouldn't be directors of youth ministry, even though that's officially my title. We should be coordinators of youth ministry. And rather than doing everything ourselves, help to coordinate a team to do this because it takes a village to raise a child and it yeah. takes a village to run a youth ministry.
0: I mean, obviously you look for volunteers like all the time, I think which every ministry does like what's a particular quality you look for like an adult minister like do you look for someone who is a little bit younger do you look for someone who uh has a family going or like are you just kind of come one come all
1: i i I don't look for a particular person because i don't feel like like i said i mean one of our one of our best volunteers growing up was like a 75-year-old man named Bill, you yeah. know? So that it doesn't matter. Young adults are great because they relate to teens in a certain way, but... Older people are great, too, because, you know, sometimes when you have like a grandfather or grandmother figure, that's a different kind of relationship that some people need, you know, or a young parent or someone even their own parents age, if they feel like they can't relate to their parents, um, is great to have around. So it's it's really a come one, come all if you want to learn how to work with teens, you know, it's, you've got to have that openness to teens and you can't be the kind of person who just wants to hop up on their soapbox and constantly preach at teens all the yeah. time.
0: And I think we've all like seen various forms of that take place. And it's funny, even as a teen, you see it, like you see through yeah. it, and like it becomes kind of an inside joke, yeah, almost amongst your group. Where you're like, oh, so and so, you know, like <laughs> they, <laughs> like they're at it again. Yeah,
1: and yeah. And teens just shut it out, and they know teens, like I said, yeah, they're they smart. can read right through stuff, you they're know. Smart. They so. have
0: good. They have good BS indicators. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: they have huge BS indicators, and well, except for when when it comes to their own BS, then they don't have a good <laughs> indicator. Yeah. But uh, when it comes to other people and the volunteers that they work with um they'll call you out on it or they'll just shut you out and then you're not effective anymore but anyone who comes forward and and just genuinely wants to be with teens and walk with them on the journey of discovering their own relationship with christ is the perfect volunteer
0: i think it's interesting because it's kind of like what pope francis has been telling us you know smell like the flock yeah and to get in there you know yeah like especially when you're working with teens, like they like you know how they do become the forgotten, forgotten group. But yeah, uh, man, they need us more than ever.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, and like yeah, you talk about in the church how millennials are the forgotten group and stuff like that. And there's some truth to that. But at the same time, as millennials, we're adults. You know, we have a little bit of a different ability to do stuff for ourselves. You know, teenagers are still teens. They're still being formed um, in this relationship. And so if I got to go in there and smell like the flock, which in youth ministry can be pretty smelly, um, (laughs) I'll do that. You know, it smells a lot like old Cheetos and, you know. Know, still well for Gatorade. you, the hospital,
0: too, because of your <laughs> ankle.
1: Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it does smell like gospel. <laughs>
0: D- D- Diane uh, was on a retreat with some of our youth, and she was playing a very heated game of Gaga ball. Yep. And uh, <laughs> we broke, you broke your ankle?
1: I-, I broke my ankle and my heel. So, yeah, it's... Uh, was a bit intense but you know hey it's all for the kids right you
0: broke your heel okay so that, i think that's a new development even since the last uh i you. don't
1: know there was so many different times they told me like five different things were broken and yeah like, it was kind of
0: a stressful week you were on a sc- you, <laughs> diane was zipping around on a scooter for a while yeah yeah actually i saw you was zipping around at mass on a scooter yep. for on monday night yep
1: i, I do it at night because it gets a little sore during the day walking and on it so yeah but my mom requested that we post a video like on facebook or something <laughs> zipping through the comments so oh maybe i can that should be be an addendum i can make that happen
0: (laughs) i am the new media (laughs) director after all
1: there you go so we'll have a (laughs) new video spot there
0: (laughs) yeah exactly so then i guess to kind of draw this back to millennials what would you say to a millennial who maybe is looking to get into to youth ministry but isn't quite sure if they have the formation necessary to to do youth ministry
1: Um, I'd say, you know, talk to the youth minister in your parish is is the biggest thing because really I I hear adults say that all the time. And, you know, I used to work in a program where I taught more and did more confirmation stuff. And and people, adults still felt like this because they felt like they had to teach the kids. And and that's not what's important um, for a youth ministry volunteer. Like it's great if someone has that ability and knowledge because they can continue to form the kids. But the most important part is just being willing to be present and give your time to the teenagers and listen to them. You know, sometimes adults think they have to talk so much and... You know, really a a youth ministry volunteer steers more than they talk, you know, encouraging teens to participate, um, encouraging teens not to goof off as much (laughs) um, or, you know, just providing insight and sharing about their own lives and their own faith journey uh, is really inspiring to teenagers. So it's not about the head knowledge, it's not about how much you know about Catholicism. Though I do warn all my my small group leaders, if you don't know the right answer, don't give an answer, you know. That's a very, <laughs>
0: that's a very good piece of advice because yeah. sometimes you start going off script and then it can get a little dicey yeah. down the road.
1: And you can give wrong answers and then the teens don't know the correct church teaching or something like that. So it's best to just say, I don't know because that shows the teens you're authentic, you know. And it also tells tells the kids that you know if you go and find the answer that you care about them enough to take some extra time to find the correct answer and come back and share with them that you were thinking about them um mm-hmm. when you weren't together so well,
0: yeah, and it's true as an adult like we're not comp- we're always being formed oh yeah because um, you're not a full-fledged formed catholic by the time you're confirmed like that's just unrealistic mm-hmm. like we're all striving for holiness we're all striving to to get better maybe that was something that I think initially when I was kind of considering like youth ministry, uh, that kind of scared me a little bit because I didn't want to get it, put myself in a position where like, I'm kind of a perfectionist. I want to know everything yeah. about everything. And, uh, it doesn't necessarily work that way.
1: No, no, it it's not about a knowledge level. It's about a willingness to be with teens. Mm-hmm. That's what matters.
0: So I guess before, before we go, uh, what what do you got going on in uh, over in youth ministry land in, in the uh, cold <laughs> the cold dungeon that is your office?
1: Uh yeah, it is kind of a dungeon and it's cold back there. Actually, it's not a dungeon anymore because we actually have a youth room, which is amazing here. Yeah, lots of at couches. Yeah, lots of couches. So if you n- need a nap, come on over. Um, <laughs> we'll do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a a retreat coming up that we're planning for our our uh, year three confirmation students and. Our big event of the year, Dante's Inferno, is coming up for our middle schoolers. I
0: remember that from last year because I had just started here. I was like,
1: "Holy cow,
0: like this is crazy!" It yeah. was it was a really cool looking setup that you guys had. So yeah,
1: we take over the whole hallway, turn it into a big haunted house, and. Kids see the, the deadly sins, and then we take them up through purgatory, and we go to heaven to spend some time with Jesus. So
0: <laughs> You just ended at purgatory. <laughs> yeah, forget it, guys. We're <laughs> not ready for heaven yet. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never be ready. <laughs>
1: yeah, what can I say?
0: Well, that's awesome. So, yeah, well, cool. Thanks, Diane. I hope to have you back on here more. We can talk into other stuff because you have like a lot of cool stories from uh, before – you were in youth ministry too like back from uh, like it's po- post-grad but college sort yeah of. yeah so yeah exactly i'll make sure to get you back on and talk about some of those things too. all
1: right sounds good